0: From the east side to the west, this is From the Land, the Cleveland Sports and More podcast. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and tonight, we try to rally after another Browns loss, and we try to generate some momentum for the Cavs. On the road, we talk NFL, college football playoffs, and our cool winter hot takes. Off the field, we unwrap our first ever holiday spectacular. I am joined tonight by two of the best ever. My co-hosts, Zildenko and Chuck Rambaldo are here. Fellas, does it feel like Christmas is only a few weeks away?
1: It, it does, actually. I'm, I'm, I've been
0: really, really
1: entrenched in the Christmas holiday since uh, Thanksgiving evening, actually, which is odd for me. Trees up, gifts are being purchased, letters are going out to Santa for my kids, As an aside, my youngest son wrote on the letter to Santa, and I kid you not, he wrote P.S. No undies. Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Love
2: it. I mean, it's it's felt like Christmas is close since the day after Halloween in my house, because (laughs) that's when this stuff started going up. And today I was out in the yard putting up not one, but the second inflatable. This one is a dog coming out of a chimney uh, with a gift, and then it goes back down. Up and down, up and down. So, yeah, it just felt very Christmassy uh, at the Rambo house for quite some time.
0: We're a little bit late to the game. We just put up our tree this weekend, and uh, I put up the lights today. I chose to do it on a day when it was snowing outside rather than yesterday when it was, like, sunny and 40. But it is starting to look and feel a lot like Christmas over here, but not really at home with our beloved Cleveland Browns. Let's get going, staying at home for Skid Marks, our weekly look at the brown and orange road to the super bowl browns went out west again with a new quarterback again and their elite defense got smoked again browns lose 36 to 19 to the rams the browns are now 7 and 5 tied with the it's about fucking time steelers for second in the afc north give me your 60 your 60-second take on another Browns loss today.
2: Uh, uh, it sure is hard to win uh, without your stars. And for a team that knew they were
0: only going to go as far as their
2: defense would take them, they have looked awful for a few weeks. Uh, no sacks, zero pressure for the QB. Uh, and the drop-off, you're seeing it from Ward Emerson or Ward Newsome to Emerson Newsom is massive. Uh, the defense somehow went from our strength to our weakness in three weeks. Too many penalties, too many drops, wasted opportunities and a complete fourth quarter implosion. But still, even if it's the best game he's going to play in a Browns uniform, Flacco looked more than competent. He was poised, comfortable in offense. He doesn't even know. And the dude still has a hose. I just didn't need to see it every time the Browns had the ball. And they can win, <laughs> I mean, they can win with him. Uh, and now it's a must win thing after losing a pretty much very winnable game at times.
1: My 60. Well, I'll tell you what, the Joe Flacco era started great. That was great. First possession. Amazing. I, I had visions of Super Bowl dancing in my head. I, and to be honest, Joe Flacco played a very good game, right? He made one one poor decision and a very important part in the game. But he played probably as consistent as we've seen all year from the quarterback position. Much more than better than I expected anyway at Joe Flacco. But there were three facets of the game that we have absolutely sucked at this week and last week for that matter that is what made this team a winning team that could allow this team to win no matter who the quarterback was. And that was the dominant defense, right? That has been gone for the last two weeks. They are no longer down. I think they had zero sacks and zero turnovers today, and they were not dominating in Denver either. And the running attack, our running game today was terrible. I think we had 87 yards on 20 on some carries. It was, it was not good. So the dominating D the running game, they've been missing. Uh, and the third facet is the, uh, to the Browns' credit, for most of the season, they've been playing a really clean game penalty-wise, and today that was not the case. Yep. Stupid penalties, weird penalties, but the, the drive-killing penalties when we're on offense and the drive-extending penalties when we're on defense. You know, if the Browns are going to take advantage of this Joe Flacco era, they got to get their defense right, get their defense back to what it was up to this point, and given the schedule that's ahead of them, I still like their chances at winning more than losing if Joe Flacco
0: is back there playing like he did today. I don't know if I've heard a funnier sentence in the Browns season than their opportunity to take advantage of the Joe Flacco era. Wow. I wrote wrote that one down. (laughs) It's hilarious that those words are being put together in in the same sentence. I think Flacco gave them everything they could expect from him today, Uh, but the defense couldn't do its job. No ward looks worse and worse every week. I mean, you just start to see – how important that guy is to the defense. I thought Garrett was really ineffective today, and I have a feeling he's playing hurt and it's limiting his ability, but he he wasn't making a lot of plays, uh, and that defense still getting smoked by the big chunk plays. And I know that the story is going to be about the fourth quarterback, but the defense falling apart is a much bigger deal to me. And I'll tell you what, what really bothers me, and I saw it in a lot of games today, there are teams hitting their stride right now. Denver Broncos, Houston, even this Packers team that we're watching tonight, they're improving. And I don't feel like the Browns are getting better. And maybe it's because of the injuries, but they're not looking like a team that's gearing up to make a playoff run right now and I don't know maybe we can toss it up to just they're out on the west coast two weeks in a row and that's like a weird change for how they do things and how they prepare and maybe that's part of it and a new quarterback and it concerns me that there's not more positive things going for the team right now but with all that said why is this loss okay for the Cleveland Browns
1: I guess the only reason it's okay is is based on what's going on in the rest of the AFC. Um, the Steelers lost today to a terrible Cardinals team and the Browns lost, and we're still the fifth and sixth seed in the AFC for the, for the playoffs. So I, I guess the only reason it's okay is that we're still in it. We're in the mix. We've got five games left, right? Five games left. And really we just need competent quarterback and better defensive play. And we'll be in the mix. I don't know if we want to see this team in the playoffs, but, here we go. Yeah, we do. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I guess we do. Of course as fans, but I mean, you know.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it's okay that they lost today. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the the right way to to say it because you know, we we've talked about how these injuries are becoming insurmountable, yet we're still expecting this team to win. Uh and I expected and they they could have won this game. That's what becomes frustrating is that that game was there for the taking up until you know, at some point in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left or whatever it was, I guess I can blame it on some injury. You're, you're missing so many players at so many key positions. Uh, and, and when your defense starts falling apart, the strength of this team, and I don't care if it's only against bad teams, it's not like the Rams are a great team. I haven't seen, watching this many Browns games this year, I guess I could also say, I've never seen that much misdirection from an offense oh. against this Browns defense where yep. they were moving one way and pitching another way. And you could see like that, That team's built on speed, and I thought the Browns' defense was, but they sure looked like they weren't on those misdirection plays. I guess that's the only way I can say. Like I haven't, I haven't seen an offense attack the Browns' defense that way like this Rams team did, where it was so much misdirection, and and really like you're given a a rookie who we thought wasn't going to come back in the game after that hit he took. He owned the Browns, whether he was catching balls or running by everyone. So that's no answer for that guy. None, none whatsoever.
1: I was thinking about this as I was watching that happen. Cause I I've never seen so many end arounds work so well in the, yeah. at the NFL level. And you wonder, is this a week where Jim Schwartz makes his money, right? Like how do you adjust to that? Cause you have an aggressive defense and the way an offense beats an aggressive defense is misdirection. Like you were saying, yeah. Chuck, like and we got, we got sucked into that play after yeah. play where yeah. all of a sudden they're just out of position because they overpursuit. So, all right, Jim Schwartz, if, you know, you're the Golden child all season let's see how yeah. you get this defense rolling to defend that because clearly the, the last two teams have seen something about this Browns defense
0: I'm like way less worried about him leaving to take a head coaching job <laughs> next season compared yeah. to where I was like in week four yeah I think the loss is okay just because of what's left on the schedule and their ability to get into the playoffs still I mean they've got it le- they've got three easily winnable games left on their schedule that gets them to 10 wins i still think it's going to be 10 i look at those other teams we're going to kind of get to it a little bit later but those other teams in the afc that they're kind of bunched in with now with everybody at seven and five and, and i think we're better than a couple of those teams and i think those teams i just don't buy the colts for instance you know so that's why i think it's okay to lose this game like it sucked but this is not a season ending loss. Uh and I I'll tell you what, we're gonna get to it, but I don't know that I necessarily believe that next week is like a must win either. We'll see. We'll see. So speaking about winning, how about the Browns bets? Who won money on the Browns this week? <laughs> I didn't no. I did. Yeah. Oh, all right. All
2: did right, again.
0: man. Did again. Another week.
2: Yeah. What'd you have? I had Joe Flacco's pass attempts over 30 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's a good yes. bet. That's because a good bet. I great bet. <laughs> listen, I didn't care if they would have dug up Otto Graham. He was throwing yeah. 40 times today. 40 times. So Absolutely. I put I put 20, 20K Gurbucks on it. It wasn't a huge return. Um, It, it came back at like 34K Gerbux, a little over 34K. So it was like a 14K win. But I just knew like that's the only lock today is that whoever's yeah. playing quarterback is going to throw an awful lot.
1: My bet was so stupid. It was so stupid. I was, I was completely just hook, line, and sinker because it was plus twelve hundred, plus twelve hundred, and it was three lines, and I couldn't, I couldn't say no, I couldn't say no. But I was the reason I was stupid is it, it had a rushing line to it, and I should have, oughta known that Kevin Stefanski was a dial up fifty passes even with <laughs> Joe Flacco out there. Yeah. So I needed Jerome Ford to score a touchdown. That happened on the first drive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, you yeah. You're
0: set. Yeah.
1: 1,200. I needed Jerome Ford to amass 75 yards of rushing. I think he ended up oh. like negative 75 yeah. yards of yeah. rushing. And then I needed the Browns to win. So I lost my bet decidedly.
0: These late afternoon games, they just throw me out of my rhythm. I, I, it's harder for me to plan my day. So I forgot. And we were like three plays into the first drive where I was like, oh, shit. I never made a bet. And so I'm like, I'm going to make one at halftime. But then like halftime came like kind of near like dinner time, And Tammy was talking to me about dinner. And so I forgot at halftime. And then like halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, shit, I didn't make a bet. And I thought about trying to figure out some live thing at the end. And then Flacco threw that interception. And I'm just like, forget this. I'm done. So I didn't lose or win this week on a Browns bet. All right. Next week, Browns finally get to come home against the Jacksonville Jaguars preseason burke and chuck both picked the browns to lose this game the rest of us had a win anybody want to change their pick
2: mm-hmm. i mean i want to <laughs> but i'm
1: not going
0: to
2: i'm not going
1: to i'm not going to it it makes no sense that we beat the the jaguars and somehow i think we will i'm staying there
0: yeah it makes no sense except that it's the nfl yeah and it wouldn't shock me a bit if if they yeah. did so yeah. who should be the browns quarterback next week Joe Flacco, again, like I said in my 60, even if
2: that's the best game he plays in a Browns jersey, he looks more than competent. Uh, Some of those balls he threw were the best passes I've seen out of any Browns quarterback this year. And obviously, our coach is not fearful to call any play or any route tree, especially deep balls with him, which we haven't seen in the past couple weeks. So I think it should be Joe Flacco until it gets really Joe Flacco ugly, which is always a possibility, but, but I think it should be him.
1: I agree hundred percent. I, I, I feel the same way. Like Joe Flacco is your new quarterback for the Browns until he proves otherwise, right? Like if he plays his way out of that position and DTR has cleared protocol, then fine, go with the kid again. But the kind of quarterback play we saw to Joe Flacco today, if we had that every game this season, we've already had, we would have nine wins already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Joe Flacco next week, for sure.
0: Three for three. I agree. I think just the the experience and the poise that he gives you that isn't present with PJ or DTR, you, you need that. And you're right. Like, the arm strength is definitely still there. I was really excited reading reports from earlier in the week that he was throwing the ball with zip at practice. Spinning the All ball. All right. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're set. We're set. We're winning for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of morons. All right. Is this... Is this a must win for the Browns against Jacksonville?
1: I don't think it is. I, looking at the rest of the season, if they can beat the teams that have losing records, it's not a must win, which is odd to say coming off two losses in a row. But yeah, I don't yeah. think it
2: is. I want to say yes, because that's a good football team. We all can agree that Jacksonville is a good football team. Who I don't, I don't know what the forecast looks like, but I always like when a Southern or West Coast team has to come into Cleveland uh, because usually the Browns can muck it up and take advantage of that and they might need to like I don't know if there's any pretty wins left for this team coming on the schedule so uh, to me it's a must win because it's a statement not only uh, as the team but to their fan base like us
0: who is becoming super fragile each and every week <laughs> I don't think it's a must win but man it would be a great one to get because I think if you lose this game to Jacksonville then the rest of the season you're playing must-win games. You just have so little margin for error if you if you don't win this game. It's prob- it's not a must-win because I still think there's three easy wins on the schedule, and I still think 10 wins gets you into the playoffs. But, man, i feel a lot better about the rest of the season if they could pull off a win here, yeah. and I feel like they owe us that. Don't you yes. think? Yes. 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 <laughs> All right, moving on from the Browns, why don't we – Go ahead and take our sip of wine and gold, our weekly Cavs recap. Cavs started the week with a big win over the Hawks, then shocked the world by getting creamed by the Portland Trailblazers. Cavs finished the week with a just good enough win over the Pistons. The Cavs are 11-9, and nine, currently the 8th seed in the East. What is more telling about this Cavs team? That they collapsed and lost that game to Portland, or that they're eight and four in their last twelve games. I'll I'll go with the negative end here because it seems like at least for the past couple of weeks when they seem
2: like they're writing the ship. So it's it's still kind of a two steps forward, one step back thing. And that that Blazer game, that is the low point of the season so far that they they lost oh, yeah. they looked lost and not composed and so sloppy in a very winnable game. And it's a it's been a problem. It's becoming more of a problem. Let like the turnovers this team, they had 17. Against the Trailblazers, uh, and they may, even even the Detroit game they made that a tough game. I, I, so, I, I, I'm again maybe I'm staying negative because of the Browns here, but like <laughs> I, <it's>, I, <laughs> uh, I, Christmas spirit gone. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> certain things I liked seeing out of the Cavs this week, but ultimately, it's like these smaller issues are becoming bigger issues, uh, and that makes me nervous. That the, this is definitely not the best version of the Cavs. So I'm excited what that version is. Uh, I just didn't think we saw it this week against really inferior opponents. Well, two of the three were inferior opponents.
1: All right, I'm going to try to paint a positive
2: light yep. on this, all but right. Chuck
1: is Chuck is right. That is the <laughs> worst loss of the season by far. I'm going to spin it positively and saying this: it's the first loss of the season against a bad team. The only other losses, even though there's nine of them, were against all playoff teams. The, the way the schedule has has set up for the Cavs this year. So, all right, you have that bad loss. You have the airing of grievances in the locker room as everyone reported after that game. And you come out and ready to just take on the Pistons and you look like shit, but then you get a win <laughs> on the road. I, I think eight and four in the last 12 games might be a better sample of what this team is. If we can stay healthy, you know, our, our starting fives getting healthier and now we're losing some key key guys off the bench, like Levert and those guys. So stay healthy, get into a rhythm Take, take the approach you did against the Hawks. And they did that, and I hate to say it. I hate to say it. They did it because it was an in-season tournament game. Yeah. They had to win by 20 points or more to get a, a bid into the knockout round. And they just and they almost did it. I yeah. know. They went out there and won <laughs> by 23 and just, just kept the, the foot on the gas. So, you know, take that kind of approach into the rest of the season because you know what tournament's more important than the in-season tournament? The NBA playoffs. Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, how about that? I don't know how you can say that when we haven't even seen the completion of the first in-season tournament yet, but it seems like <laughs> you're jumping the gun a little bit.
1: Oh, okay. Mark it down.
0: <laughs> I will say I'm definitely on the more positive end. I was really surprised by the reaction to losing that game to Portland. Like, yeah, it was a bad game, and, yeah, they they blew a lead in a game that they had under control. Yeah, they were at home, and, yeah, Portland sucks, but, like, Portland's going to win some games. they got to beat somebody. In the end, it's one loss in late November. What are we getting so upset about that? You know, people are saying that this is the final straw. This is what gets JB fired, and they had to have a players-only meeting after the game and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Everybody, relax. You've won two-thirds of you know your everything your last twelve fine. games. Yeah, everything like everything is fine. <laughs> things are trending definitely in the right direction with the Cavs. They're healthier. Um, they, they're getting more and more games with that starting five in place. Like Struis and Yang are really starting to do their thing. Amani Bates is going off for the charge. It's only <laughs> yeah. a matter of time Excellent. before he's, before he's <laughs> back with the team. So there, there's so much positive. It just seemed really strange to me that that one game was like such a big deal. I don't know. Evan Mobley averaging 16 points and 10 rebounds in the last 20 games is this the best we can expect from him for the rest of this season
2: no look at his stat line from the hawks game that was 17 19 and 7 i think somewhere yeah. in there yep and as much as we beat this dude up uh cuz i couldn't believe it cuz i've been beating him up a lot uh he has he's averaging like career high in points rebounds blocks steals and field goal percentage so he is improving <laughs> offensively even if we think our eyes aren't aren't, aren't seeing it uh, I like that version of Mobley that happened in the Hawks game, um, and I think the team's better in that Hawks game. And I, I maybe I focused on the negative because the Hawk game was such a positive because we finally saw uh, an elite defensive performance against an elite yep. offensive team, and that's becoming rare. So I, I once I, I couldn't believe that all those things are career highs where he's averaging them. So that's why I wrote it down. I'm like, there's no way I've been shitting all over Mobley all year. Uh, so I, I think he has it in him and there's another gear in him that you see in certain big time games, like it was against the Hawks, but then the, the inconsistency, right? Like he wasn't that great against the Pistons, right? I don't, I don't think he was great at all against the six points. Six points. Yeah. Cost Denko money. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. So, so I don't <laughs> want to beat him up as much as I have, but you can see certain games. He's a far superior player than he leads on to be in other
0: games.
1: So, what was the stat line that he's averaging to see if it's his best?
0: 16 and 10 over the last 20 games. That's nice. That's a double-double. I, I don't think
1: that's the best we can expect out of Evan Mobley. I think both of those numbers should go up. Offensively, this guy is a 20-point-a-game kind of guy. He really is. He should be. He should be in the right offense. From a rebound perspective, I mean, he he's showing he, – there's games where he's getting 19 rebounds. There's games where he's getting 15 rebounds. I'm not saying he's 20 and 15, that's ridiculous, but you know, let, let's get to like, I don't know, 18 and 12, 20 and 12, something like that. Uh, he's such a young guy, and he's he's really it really comes down to the flow of the offense and what guards are on the on the court. You, you know, he's he gets a lot of rebounds late in the game, and it's weird rotations I've seen JB throw out there where it's like him and Garland and then a bunch of guys off the bench. And all of a sudden Mobley's dominating, like, all right. Take that same approach when you've got the good players on the on the floor too. You know, I mean, it's so I I I like it. I do like it. The, the six points in one game is a weird thing. He does that every now and again, but I think he can he can boost that average up on both ends.
0: I think sixteen and ten is what we're getting this season. Uh, you know, he still just seems to have such a limited ability to to create his own shot or to hit shots from anything more than like 10 feet away from the rim. He scores a lot of points on dunks that are set up by Garland and Mitchell driving, or even Allen. Allen is great at getting Mobley the ball in a position where Mobley can get a dunk. And that is, I think, why his shooting percentage is outstanding is because all of his shots are dunks. I mean, listen, 16 and 10 is really good. That's a, that's a very effective, good player. You mix that in with his passing and his defense, and he's a great piece to have on the floor, I don't know if I see him making the leap this season to be somebody who's averaging 20 a game, although I do agree. I think he's got the talent to do it, but we'll see. Next week, the in-season tournament is in elimination week, and the Cavs are already eliminated, But, but they'll take on the state of Florida this week with a game at home against the surprisingly good Orlando Magic and then the somehow always good Heat down in miami later in the week so even steven week for the Cavs.
2: yeah and i think that's that's the best case scenario the magic look like a what the hell like they look like a a very competent nba team uh so i'm hoping you get that win at home because miami doesn't matter where miami plays (laughs) it's always a tough game against them so uh yeah i think even steven's best case scenario this week
1: all i know is cleveland's going two and one against the state of florida this week Ooh. I don't know if the Cavs will win the two. Say.
0: Ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe they'll go even, Stephen. But the city of Cleveland, two and one against the state of Florida.
0: I like that. Go Ohio, FU Florida, even Stephen, <laughs> Cavs week. Browns get a win. Why don't we wrap things up on that. High note, fellas, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll hit the road, talk some more NFL. Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. We'll head out on the road, and we'll start in the NFL with our Week 13 storylines. What statement do you think the 49ers made today in Philadelphia?
1: The statement they made is the Browns did not break us. We are back, baby. (laughs) We are back, and we are the best team in the NFC. That's the statement they just made.
2: I would say the statement they made is they're they're the best team in football, not just in the NFC. They, they pretty much boat raced who I thought was going to be the Super Bowl champion this year. And I know, I think they have the Cowboys next week, but they've already played the Cowboys, right?
0: No, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Eagles, We're going Cowboys. to get to it. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. So, yeah, the, to me, it's just like you have a, you, you're using Brock Purdy apparently is healthy again, which is great because he's the best quarterback now in the NFL. Uh, but Debo Samuel being healthy,
0: you're seeing That's, what that I think guy was key, doing yeah. like
2: last year. Like he can score from anywhere at any time. It doesn't matter how you get him the ball.
0: Yeah, the statement definitely was something along the lines of, we probably didn't really actually lose to the Browns. You're all misremembering that because look at how good we are. There's no way we lost to those guys. They looked really good. And I think part of it may be that they exposed that maybe Philadelphia's defense isn't really that good because the 49ers did everything they want to. I think they had six straight drives where they scored. That's a dominant offensive performance man that was i think unexpected a little bit but really impressive from the 49ers on the less impressive side of things in the nfc let's talk about the nfc south the falcons are currently on top of the division at six and six the saints and the bucks are both at five and seven right behind atlanta is somebody winning the nfc south with a losing record I sure hope not. Uh I'm still I pick the Bucks. I still
2: think the Bucs should win that division. Even though the Saints put up a real fight after being down huge very early to the yeah. Lions. I thought the Lions were going to blow that game. No, it can't happen. Uh, even though I don't know the rest of their schedules, I think somebody has to have a winning record even if it's just one game above 500. We
1: revisit we re- revisit this question again. I think we we talked about this a week ago where I think a team could win this division at 8 and 9. I really do. Here's what I the only thing I know about the NFC South is the Panthers are eliminated. That's it. They're 1 and 11. They can't win the division. Other than that, you've got two 5 and 7 teams and a 6 and 6 team. So could a team win this at 8 and 9? Absolutely. And it's going to be the Saints.
0: I'm sticking with the Bucks, but I I still think they could win it with a losing record because I actually think that Tampa Bay has the best quarterback in this battle. For these of these teams, right? I mean, this Ritter guy from the Falcons isn't anything to get excited about. Derek Carr got hurt today. I don't know if he's in like concussion protocol or something like that, but he went out. So that means Jameis Winston is quarterback in the Saints. That's always a blast. But he might be better. (laughs) I don't, but I don't think he's better than Baker. I I don't think he's better than Baker. So I think you, you go with the team that has the best quarterback. And I think it's Baker Mayfield but he's not good enough to get them to a winning record. They're not going to win. They're not going to go on like a four-game winning streak here, right? Like, that's not going to happen. So I, I somebody's winning that division with a losing record, and I still think it's going to be the Bucks. That's fantastic. All right, let's talk AFC. Let's talk playoff spots. There are four teams right now in the AFC that are seven and five, and they're playing for three playoff spots. So the Steelers, the Colts, the Browns, and the Texans. Three of those teams are going to make the playoffs. One will be the odd man out. If you had to pick it tonight, who's your odd man out in that group? Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. Fuck the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> 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 Their they're awesome quarterback who sits while he pees is injured now and Trubisky's running this offense, right? So I I think it's the Steelers. I I mean, the Steelers are the Colts. I I think Houston's trending upward, and the Browns are just kind of like hanging on for dear life. I'll go with the Steelers because of my hatred.
2: Ditto. Like, I I watched most of that game, even with the felt like four hours of delays because of weather. They suck. I don't care (laughs) who's under center, Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. When you get beat that bad by a two-win, well, yeah, two or three-win Cardinal team, you have no business hanging as long as you have during this season. I think they make it interesting, but there's no, if that team, oh man, I should stop being a football fan if they make the playoffs with that team this year.
0: Yeah, I think the the glass slipper is gone from the Cinderella Steelers this season. I think the way that they won games in the first half of the year is going to prove not to be sustainable, especially if Pickett's going to be out for at least a few weeks now and you're going to be relying on Mitch Trubisky. So if there's an odd team out there, it's the Steelers. And I, there's a part of me that put this question together and felt really good when I was done. Like, hey, wait a minute. Four four teams vying for three spots. Man, we're definitely better than the Steelers. Like, we can, we can get into this thing. Because I think Phil's right. The, the Browns are hanging on for dear life. I think that's going to be okay. I think that's going to be okay to get them in. All right, moving over to the NFC. Three teams at six and six playing for two playoff spots the Vikings, the Rams, and the Seahawks. And right now we're in the fourth quarter of this game, and the Packers are winning. And if they win, they'll be six and six too. So then you'll have four teams for two playoff spots. Let's assume the Green Bay can hold on and win this game at home with a lead in the fourth quarter. So you got four teams for two playoff spots everybody at six and six who's not gonna make it
2: i'm gonna say the vikings are trending downward even though justin jefferson's probably coming back and they do who doesn't matter who is playing quarterback for them they're just gonna try to get him the ball but i don't think it's enough the packers are trending upward like they've played they have put together a few weeks of pretty good football i still believe in the seahawks curve i'm still with you i still believe maybe the packers maybe it's them even if they beat the Chiefs here, they're at home, but they have a young team. who's not that great, so I'm gonna say Vikings and Packers. They're out.
0: While you were answering that question, the Packers intercepted. They just intercepted, they just oh, okay, intercepted okay. Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're up and they've got the ball.
1: Yeah, you know, assuming the Packers win this game, and there's there's four teams at six and six. Two of them are in, two of them are out. I'm gonna lean on the teams with the the better quarterback play. So I think the Rams and the Seahawks make it. The Rams are on a three-game winning streak, thanks to our Cleveland Browns. The Seahawks, they're they're a good team with a good quarterback. I just don't see the, the Vikings with their quarterback and the Packers with their quarterback. I just don't see them finishing the season strong. I don't know who they play, but if I had to choose, I'm basing it on quarterback play right now.
0: I kind of went through each team's Ooh. schedules the rest of the way, and they're yeah, actually. You're going to say the Packers? I'm looking at it right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look. The, the, yeah, they absolutely. they have an easy run, yeah. and yeah. the Seahawks actually have a really hard run. The Seahawks have to play some tough teams, so I actually was going to go Rams. Packers will make it, and the Vikings and the Seahawks won't. Vikings, I think the the Dobbs thing has run its course. I just don't think they've got enough to keep winning uh the seahawks have too hard a schedule and they seem to have lost a little bit of like whatever mojo they had last year like it just doesn't seem like that that good a team they really should have lost to the browns uh we run the ball (laughs) instead of throw it and we probably beat the seahawks with pj walker at quarterback so i i think the rams keep it going and i think the packers i said earlier in the show like i think they're just getting better uh, which one of the things that really bothers me about the Browns because they're not. Anyway, I say Vikings, Seahawks, you're out. Rams Packers going to make the playoffs in the NFC. We'll see. It'll probably be totally different next week because it's the NFL and this stuff gets crazy. Speaking of next week, week 14 non-Browns game. Which game are you most excited to see next week?
1: I'm going to pick off the, uh, <clears throat> the low-hanging fruit here, the Eagles and Cowboys, because all of a sudden – after the Eagles lost today, that's for first place, I think. The Cowboys are one loss behind the Eagles. If they beat them, I don't know what other tiebreakers come They'll they'll be be, be tied. Yeah, but they'll have the same record. Yeah, Yeah, they'd be split head-to-head. So, uh, that game, that's interesting in the NFC for sure. I I think the Eagles had a bad week, and I don't think the Cowboys are for real. So, I still think our Philadelphia Eagles win that
2: game, but that's intriguing to me. I looked at that one, too, but then I landed on the Colts and the Bengals because I don't like what the I don't like what the Colts are doing. They've won three or four in a row, and we need the Bengals to help us (laughs) next next week. That's true. Because the the rest of that Colts schedule is Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, Texans. Those are a lot of winnable games, even if Garden Minshew is your quarterback. We need the Bengals to come up big, and I can't even tell. I don't even know who the Bengals quarterback is. Please, Jesus. We
0: need a Colts (laughs) loss next week. Getting awfully dramatic, but I do like that you called him Garden Minshew. Like I, I say, that, did I say Garden. I think, I think I you said God Garden. God. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with it. I agree with it a hundred percent. Gardner, Gar- Minchu. Gardner Minshew, <laughs> Gardner Minshew. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm in. I, I'm in on Garden Minshew. <laughs> I, I was on Philly Dallas as well because I just don't think we ever thought that uh, the Cowboys were going to get themselves into a position where they'd be playing a, a game to be in first place that's going to be a good game we'll see maybe maybe the cowboys aren't for real maybe they are but um that'll be an exciting game to see but i will be watching like i was today man i'm gonna have another screen on with the colts game on because i agree with you chuck i don't like what they're doing uh, and i wish that they would stop it why don't we go ahead and move on from the nfl we're going to go on to our eggnog holiday cold shots Our cool takes from around the sports world. We'll be doing this for the rest of the year. Uh, Before we move on entirely from the NFL, we're going to start down in Carolina. Frank Reich lost his job after only 11 games. Do you think Jimmy Haslam is secretly happy that there's another really bad owner in the NFL? (laughs) He's got to be,
2: man, because I think the the owner came out and kind of said he wants somebody who's going to be there forever and ever. But like what he's done over the last couple of years, who wants that job? You trade and you traded away that pick. You traded away what what could possibly be the number one overall pick. Uh, So, yeah, I think I think Jimmy's probably sitting back with D and kind of giggling up like, hey, the heat's off me, at least for the next couple of months.
1: Yeah, I think he's happy. I think if he was self-aware and really a nice person, he'd probably be like, you know what? Weren't they watching? Weren't they paying attention? They were obviously not paying attention. But (laughs) it's Jimmy Haslam, egomaniacal. Yeah, he's happy. He's laughing it up all day long with his wife because there's a worse owner than him.
0: For him, it's got to be great to no longer be the canary in the mind of NFL owners, to have somebody else out there who, you know, the world will think is dumber than him i'm sure he appreciates it all right let's let's move on to some college football over the weekend in the conference championship games alabama beat georgia michigan washington texas and florida state all won. today was the selection of the final four for the college football playoff and it's michigan washington texas and alabama sneaks in was it the right decision to keep florida state out
1: as a fan of what i hope is good, competitive college football, it was the right decision. However, this is the first time a Power 5 undefeated team has not been invited to the college football playoffs. And there's some precedent here, right? Like the Ohio State Buckeyes won a national championship with a third-string kick. Florida State did everything they were supposed to do. They won 13 out of 13 games, and they get left out. That said, as someone who does not have a dog in this fight, and I just want to see good games. I'm really happy Alabama is lining up against the Michigan Wolverines.
2: I'm just happy next year it's going to move to a a, a, 12 bigger, a, a bigger playoff field. <laughs> yeah. Because Florida State has a legitimate argument. Like, all they should have had to do was win that conference championship. And they did, no matter who's hurt and who's not. And it's not like they're, they're out of conference schedule was all that week. They played two SEC teams, and they beat those two SEC teams. But also Alabama beat like nine SEC teams, so like I I get I get it, and like I look at it and go, they did everything they should to get in. It's a mess, and and even with Georgia losing, I go, it's a Georgia is the best team in the country for the last three years, and now they're an yep. afterthought to me, that's like I'm surprised there's not much uproar about Georgia not getting in as Florida State, but ultimately. Phil's right. They're a power conference. They did everything they should have done, no matter who's hurt or not. And I don't like the fact that they're they're trying to project like how this team would do without their starting quarterback in a college playoff. Because to me, that shouldn't matter. You're undefeated. You should be there. But again... They're probably going to be better games without them there, but I still think they deserve that like they deserve to be there. It makes me feel good when Florida State's good because I can remember those years when we were much younger men and yeah. they were dominant and I always like seeing those teams rise up again. Kind of like I like seeing Texas rise up again and be there this year.
0: Impossible situation for the selection committee, but it is bonkers that Florida was Florida State was in the top 4 going into this weekend, won their game and and finished fifth and then georgia is number one basically the entire season loses to alabama and and doesn't get in and you you know i'm not entirely a homer but hey man ohio state lost one game to the now number one ranked team in the country on the road you know what i mean like like none of these are bad losses for any of these teams with all that said I think it's a stretch to call the ACC a power five conference for football. Um, I understand they're in there, but it's like four and then one. I don't know. And I do think it matters that they won a bunch of games with a great quarterback and then the guy got hurt and they managed to keep winning because in part because the ACC is not that good. I think it matters. They're not the same team they were when they were at their best this year w- without that quarterback. So I I don't have a huge problem. Uh, if. My former boss, Colonel Fred Taylor, is listening to this. He'll probably be upset with me because he's a big Florida State guy, but I don't have a huge problem with them not being included. But it's a mess and not a good situation, and um, I'm glad it'll be expanding. Let's stay in college. College basketball started like a week ago or something. I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. Can you name anyone in the top five right now? Purdue. Oh, well done. Houston. Houston.
1: Mm. I, knew I knew they were, were six when UD good. played yeah, them. Yeah, That's well, all I knew. They were well, six well, when UD played them. I thought maybe they moved up.
0: <laughs> no, Arizona, Marquette, UConn, and Kansas round out the top five. All right. Kansas. Uh, <laughs> we haven't talked much about this this year, so let's check in on the worst fantasy league ever to our fantasy league. Chuck, yeah. your team was one of only two teams eliminated from the playoffs. Good in the league is it time for a coaching and front office change in erie
2: there's two reasons here the first is you got me all hyped up saying that there's gonna be points for punting yards so that's why i kept the Packers. <laughs> well now the packers have kind of turned it around but the packers defense figuring like i'm gonna score a lot of points here and then two you guys know this i talked about this like when my password on everything is my face and espn is telling me my face isn't right anymore so if that's the case i just said have- like I'm, not, I'm not gonna make any effort to go in there and get guys off the waiver wire. Or try to make dumb trades because there's no money in it. Like I will, I can quote Tombstone again. I'm not gonna fight you. There's no money in it, and I am not going to be Doc Holliday. Say that's just my game. I only have guys play for blood. Like if we were playing for blood, maybe I would then make some transactions. No, maybe next year, <laughs> next year we play for blood. Yeah, so I'm I'm basically the Carolina Panthers of the worst ever fantasy football league.
0: Maybe there's going to need to be some changes there. Phil, you already clinched a playoff spot, but you are currently tied for second in the league in total transactions. A serious violation considering the overall league goal of not trying. What do you have to say for yourself?
1: I was under the assumption that that is is that not okay? Is is having sex with a coworker under my desk at work not? Is that wrong? Is that frowned, is that upon? frowned upon. <laughs> I wish you had just told me ahead of the league starting. Um, I'm going to have
0: to plead ignorance here. Who's number? Am I really second second
1: in the league in transactions?
0: You are. Why is Uh, that? What Timothy Shantz. Timothy Shantz, number one in the league in transactions. Which is funny
1: because I think I've only made like, I've only, my transactions are only like getting a new kicker. (laughs) So (laughs) I've had like two transactions maybe.
0: No, you've had like nine. Oh. Uh, I think he's had 12. But with this in mind, how should we congratulate Joe Vaca on his perfect season? He did not make a single transaction all year long. And this week he's playing me, and whoever won our game was gonna get in get the last playoff spot. And so he has four guys on buys this week. And it's oh, still a much closer game than it should be. <laughs> oh
1: no. Oh no.
0: So anyway, Joey, congratulations on the first ever perfect season in the worst fantasy league ever, making no transactions at any point on his team. I wonder when the last time we even looked at it was. Anyway, fellas, we are going to close things up there, take our final break, come back, head off the field, and talk about the holidays. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We'll head off the field, and welcome to week one of our From the Land Holiday Extravaganza, our month-long celebration of the holidays and everything that goes along with it. For the next few weeks, we'll dive into all the fun things, maybe some of the not fun things about the holidays. So let's start here. There are 32 days between Thanksgiving and Christmas. What are you doing during those weeks separating those two holidays? What am
1: I doing? I'm typically scrambling to order all the gifts for the kids as quickly as I can on a variety of apps that will just deliver the gifts to my house. I'm putting decorations up in the house and uh and this year thanks to your own assistance putting lights on the outside of the house thank you very much
2: so man thanksgiving is just a speed bump in my family to get to christmas it's just (laughs) a big meal to get to christmas (laughs) it's gonna fuel 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 (laughs) yeah fuel that's all it is is. it's uh (laughs) my family starts setting up for christmas earlier and earlier every year so uh my stuff started coming up the day after halloween uh, in Thanksgiving, like I said, it's just a day you can eat turkey and mashed potatoes. It's a big meal that you have to travel for, see some family. But we're ultimately sights set on December twenty fifth.
0: Are you doing parties and stuff too? Are there gatherings with families? I mean, it can't all just be can't all be just work, right? It's logistically, it's always fun to figure out for for me
2: where where Christmas is going to be. Uh, typically, uh, we spend time her family Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, and then drive to Cleveland to spend time with my family Christmas Day and the day after Christmas. But this year, I I don't know what we're going to do because truth be told, like I'm I'm tired of celebrating everybody else's traditions and want my own. Uh, We have only woken up in our own house on Christmas once, and that's when she was pregnant with Chip because she was due in early january so we didn't want to we didn't want to travel uh so we're still kind of up in the air what that blueprint's gonna be <laughs> yeah for for christmas we're still gonna breaking see, news yeah, on the show yeah, let's, let's make st- a call we're Chuck. still gonna <laughs> see everybody um but ultimately you know like chips at an age now is gonna be four in january where i remember those i remember that like it was the best you open them up you get to play with the gifts all day you hang out but still like obviously it's a time for family so i'm sure we're gonna see both and end up traveling on christmas like We always do, but I'd like to just stay here between us three.
1: (laughs) Chuck, listen, as a dad of two young kids who are now seven and nine, you absolutely have to have Christmas morning at your house with your young kids as they get into the ages that they are. And the family just has to understand you're coming over. because This is what you do. Like you're going to get up and you're going to enjoy this awesome, lazy morning, you know, there's not enough caffeine in the world to fuel that morning, but you'll, you'll seek it out yeah. and the kids will love it. So you need that for sure. I, I you have my vote. Who who Thank do you. I need to write a letter to? I can, I can, I, I can know. get this done. Santa. Um, yeah. Okay. No <laughs> undies. P.S. <laughs> <P. S>., no <laughs> undies. But in terms of what you ask herbs, yeah, I already had a, uh, I had a work Christmas party on Friday night. So we're already deep into it. Christmas party at my boss's house is well-attended good times, lots of good food, lots of good drinks, lots of good conversations. So I'm kind of into it already. Uh, every weekend from here until then, I think there's probably something going on.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at because it does get to be like kind of a busy few weeks because it always seems like there's something going on. You're you're working on presents, you're working on decorating, but you've also got like these events and, you know, work parties and like social group parties and like getting together with friends and stuff like that. And it's it's a lot. Should we reschedule Christmas for earlier in December just so we can cut some of that stuff out and keep this moving along more efficiently? <laughs> no, Who's with me? No, no. My tree will never no. be decorated all the way. <laughs> There's no way. I need that amount of time. Chuck, I would think that this would actually
2: be better for you. <laughs> I mean, it would only mean the tree staying up longer if we moved it up Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like the decorations are only staying up longer. I might make it to March if you move it up instead of, I don't know, when it's going to come down. And honestly, like I was always a Christmas guy, but it's so much different now that I am a... The movies, the music, they're on constantly. My kids love it, uh, and it's so different now. Like I've always loved Christmas, but it's special now because they're starting to love it, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just to be the last one to weigh in on this thing, I agree with you 100%. You got to have Christmas at home with your kids at least every once in a while. Like, I think we used to, we would do a Christmas at home and then we would, like one year we would travel to see my parents and the next year we'd travel to see hers and then we'd do it at home again or else we'd have everybody come and stay with us. But nothing better than your kids on Christmas morning, man. That's, that, that's a pretty fun time. Are you guys both familiar with white elephant gift exchanges? Yep. Yeah do you have any coming up in the next few weeks before christmas
1: i have a it's, it's very explicit at my office that it's not a white elephant gift like we have a gift exchange but don't let it be white She has to be cool about it yeah it's got to be like a decent gift usually it's alcohol which is fine but i think amongst our group of guys we pretty much have a white elephant yeah, gift coming up whether we want to call it that <laughs> well, or not
0: right <laughs> no it can't be because it's i mean part of the game of course is that you can steal gifts so we do that at work we steal the gift but
1: they're not what elephant gifts so they're decent gifts still trade and steal so it's
0: what about you chuck
2: yeah so so before kids we used to have a we used to be the party house man we had a july 4th party every year that got out of control and then we started having the indoor one at christmas and you never know who would come through the door. Everybody was invited, but we did the white elephant thing. And the best part about it is that I secured a velvet Kenny Rogers painting, not Elvis. Oh, nice! Oh, velvet! Ken- that, <laughs> wow! That was velvet and that gambler. Thing, that, That's amazing. Yeah, that thing was up for and getting tossed around a lot, but somehow in the rotation, it just came to a point that me and somebody else kept trading it off and trading it off. And finally, I'm like, I yelled, "I'm like, this is my
0: fucking house. This is my fucking <laughs> party. I'm keeping Kenny Rogers." point is so perfect so white elephant gift exchange etiquette if someone has gotten like the nice gift in the exchange is it okay for you to take it on your turn or do you let them have it because it's like the holidays i'm going to start with phil i think i know where chuck is it
1: is absolutely okay that you steal it with this caveat depending on who that person is and what kind of year they had if they're just having a shit year and this is their win for the year, I'm going to let them keep
2: that thing. But most of the like time that. it's my turn. I'm going to steal that. thing. Oh, you take it <laughs> only because it, like that year that the kid, there were a lot of weird gifts up for grabs. There was a, blow-up doll you know what i'm talking about there was a certain plug maybe you know what i'm talking about as well uh it was Probably a really purchase weird... at the same place yes, it was a really <laughs> yeah. weird year but there were some good ones too there were like bottles of booze and uh decanters and all these like hair care products but the stuff that got traded off was was the weird shit it, w- it was the plug and the doll and the kenny rogers thing so my thing is like hey anything goes in these and if wherever you're at in the rotation god bless you take what you want
0: I guess I always enjoy the weird stuff about the white elephant gift exchange the most. And so I normally will not take something nice from somebody unless like for some reason, like Tammy wants it. Like I seem to remember at one of these things once her being like, oh, it's your turn. Go grab that thing. I want that thing. I was like, all right, you know. That, that's an easy choice. I'm, I'm, I'm siding with my wife on that one. But otherwise, you, you always worry that you take something nice from somebody and they get, like, upset. And then the game's not as much fun. And so I usually leave the nice things with other people and end up with, like, some weird crappy thing that, you know, I'll just save for whatever next year's party is. Obviously, this time of the year is the biggest season for reindeers. So let's talk Santa's reindeers. How many reindeers can you name? Like, do I have to do it out loud or should I just do it in my head and do
2: yeah. it out loud? <laughs> Rudolph, Dasher, Prancer, Donner, Vixen. Isn't it blitzen? Is it blitzen? Vixen? Blitzen. Are I don't they know. both there? Garden Minshew? Garden,
1: Garden. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I said comet, right? Did I get I got six?
0: I have you Donner, at seven. Did I say yeah, Donner?
1: Yeah. Prancer? You, you did.
0: Yeah, that's you're, that's you're doing okay here. That's it. You're doing okay. I, yeah. It's not bad. There's yeah. there's ten, oh, but that geez. was pretty good.
2: Yeah, those I, I tap out at six or seven.
1: Man, he ran through all the ones that I would. He did say Rudolph, right? Like that was one. of He did.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. First rounder.
1: Donner and Blitzen.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I, the seven that he named are the only seven I know. There's no. I. I can't. I can't think of the other three. I have no idea.
0: I couldn't do this either. I tried. To, I tried to do it by myself today, and then I looked at the list, and I wasn't even. You guys did much better than I did. But it's Comet, Prancer, Cupid, Dasher, Vixen, Blitzen. Dancer, Donner, Dunder, Dunder, one named Dunder, Dunder. <laughs> One named Dunder, Dunder, and Rudolph. Those are the uh, those are the reindeers. Now, is Vixen really an appropriate name for a reindeer? That seems like it's sending the wrong <laughs> message, right? Yeah, we're all adults here. <laughs> this is like a kid's story. What are you talking about? No, we're no, all adults here. <laughs> Chuck, shouldn't I mean, we call her something else? <laughs> I,
2: I mean, the only Vixen I prefer is the 80s ladies hair metal yeah. band. Vixen. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Right. right.
0: So did you know that one of the reindeers that bullies Rudolph was his dad and his dad was Donner? If you think about it, isn't Rudolph like a way more f-ed up story than we, than we give you credit? For <laughs> oh, me? yeah. Have you watched it recently? <laughs> it's awful. No, it's
1: awful. It's, it's yeah. terrible. I, I watched it with the boys. I'm like, all right. I, I had to turn the, the show off afterwards and have like a talk with my boys. I'm like, if you, if, if I'm ever this asshole, someone needs <laughs> to <saying> say something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this Fucking Donna, was the
1: What's, what's the,
2: the matter, matter with you? Chuck, do you watch it with your kids? Not yet. I try to stay away from those old weirds. Uh, claimation. The weird, yeah. yeah. They, they're not yeah. into it, I don't
0: think. So I don't want to be into it because I was never into it when I was little either. All right. What is done or closer to being done christmas shopping or christmas lights in my personal life the the yeah. what's closer to being done the lights yeah they're, they're
2: all uh, i haven't even i am a uh wait 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 uh explode when it comes to christmas shopping <laughs> you're talking
0: about christmas shopping i am whoa vixen <laughs> calm down <laughs> so you haven't done any of your shopping yet zero
1: Well, the lights are done, thanks to you. Uh, So the lights are done. The Christmas shopping is close to being done, but the lights are complete.
0: I think we're pretty much fully done, but it's really not fair because Tammy and I don't really get each other gifts. And then Tammy does all the shopping for everybody else like I haven't bought a Christmas gift for somebody in my family in eighteen years. That's how <laughs> long I've been married to my wife <laughs> she just it just all magically appears like Ugh. under the tree. It's amazing. she is like my my personal Santa all right candy canes overrated underrated properly rated
1: mm. I mean i they might be properly rated but I'm, I'm gonna eke towards overrated it's like toothpaste in hard format
2: <laughs> i'm gonna say they're underrated i i didn't know this uh the the wife bought a, a bunch for chip to kind of put on his he has a little tree in his room but he thought they were just hammers and he'd understand why they break <laughs> so easily uh but they weren't just like red and white they were Starburst flavored, Ooh. Um, see, um, flavored, different. yeah, there yeah. were all these different, and of course, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sample these, and they were actually delicious. Like I was shocked that they tasted exactly like a Starburst, only in candy cane form. So uh, now that there's a plethora of flavors.
0: Uh, I'm going to say underrated. I did not expect technology to bring us new forms of candy canes. I would have thought that the candy cane was a fully developed thing, but that's just I guess that's the way the world works now. I'm just talking about standard candy cane. I'm going to say they're way overrated. I think they've always been terrible. I am really intrigued with the Starburst candy cane, though. All right, so, fellas, next week we're going to have another – episode of our holiday extravaganza and we're going to talk holiday food and drinks and we are going to drinks while we do it so each of us gets to select a drink for us to have next week we'll go through all three we'll decide which one maybe is our favorite one next week what drink have you selected
1: oh boy here we go you guys ready so i found i i did i did some research i feel like i know you guys pretty well my only criteria was this holiday drink must contain bourbon. That was it. And I went through a list of 36 bourbon holiday drinks. I'm like, Oh my God, probably all on the same exact list. There's a lot of produce you have to purchase to make this drink. I don't (laughs) don't want that at all. So what I landed on was what's called a bourbon milk punch. Bourbon milk punch. Sounds terrible. (laughs) I'd like to give you a milk punch. I want to rename it. The bill, the bourbon, <laughs> like punch in the nuts because there is nutmeg in it. You don't, it's an optional ingredient, but it's basically a bourbon take on eggnog. So you make a bourbon drink with like heavy cream or whole milk. It's basically bourbon, milk, and simple sugar. I will send you the ingredients. You probably all have this at home. Already, yeah. I think we have all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. definitely have all that. So it it it's interesting to me, it almost sounds like a white Russian, but but more bourbon yeah. and milkish. Um, so bourbon milk punch. Enjoy. <laughs> Boy,
2: <laughs> thanks. Which segment are we let's drinking drink,
0: that in? <laughs> let's drink that one last, which other, last yeah, which
2: other segments <laughs> am I gonna have explosive diarrhea in? I don't know. A lot of it rides on you right now. What's your choice? <laughs> so I am full disclosure, I put I put the old lady in charge of this. Um, because I'm a, I'm a simple man. I like bourbon. I like beer and anything outside of that palette. Sometimes I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and she actually looked at some stuff and sent me one that would fit right in with us. But I wanted to go in a different direction. It's a Grinch mimosa. It is made with champagne, orange juice. I've heard of this. Uh, champagne, orange juice in a splash of blue Caraco. Uh, and it yeah. it, like you can garnish it with strawberry, something like that. But uh, basically, who doesn't like mimosas? Doesn't matter how old you are, how drunk you are, hungover you are. Uh, they're good any time of day. So I've, I went with the Grinch mimosa. I like it.
0: I think I talked to somebody at the bar this weekend about that and thought like, hey, like Tammy's always down for a mimosa. So my um, champagne is actually like a Gerber family tradition. We <laughs> tend to always have it around for like holidays and stuff like that. So I, I, I like that. That's going to be a good. That's going to be a good starter, Chuck. All right. I think that's our, one. our first segment drink will be. i got the uh, closer. He's got the <laughs> opener. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully yeah. you slide in the middle here, Gers. I, I hope so. So I'm going with the maple bourbon old fashioned. Oh, I saw. All that. you need for this is bourbon, maple syrup, lemon juice, and a pinch of cinnamon. And so I figure that's got to be stuff that we've. Yeah. Everybody's got that. Yeah. Right. Yeah easy enough to put together doesn't need to be shaken or anything like that so you don't need any equipment for it which is nice but i think that'll that'll slide nicely and just make sure you have some maple syrup or if you don't i i'm sure you can use mrs buttersworth (laughs) or something like that for yours. mrs butterworth bourbon old-fashioned whatever you want to do but fellas we are out of time i am out of questions for now and i've got to bring the mood down a little bit and i hope you'll bear with me uh but we just did the whole show without mentioning that tonight December 3rd, should have been my brother's birthday. Stephen and Andrew Gerber died on April 19th, 2020, but he would have been 50 years old today. Steve was a West Point grad, an Iraq War veteran, a weird, funny, oddly sweet, but deeply troubled guy who I loved completely. Grief over losing him remains a daily visitor in my life, and I know it will never leave. But I do not believe that the soul and spirit die with the body. And I hope he is somewhere driving too fast in a red Corvette with a content smile on his face and some terrible music playing as loud as it can. With that news that I know killed the vibe and probably made Denko cry, have a great week. Hold tight to those who are dear to you, especially your siblings. And let's get together and do this again real soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. about the ref being a dick on the one oh, uh clearly challenge yeah. was clearly like, clearly <laughs> the call was correct you asshole so on the radio <laughs>
1: broadcast uh nathan zagura and uh chris rose was our play-by-play guy today because he lives out in la and he's from cleveland you know um so chris rose and nathan zagura went off on that referee while he made that call yeah he's like dial it back a few notches but he called him out by name he's like whatever man like clearly he was yeah. inbound.
2: Clearly, they have to throw this in the end zone, right, and hope for a pass interference doing? call. That Don Believe Strzok had a shout-out. I thought that. Don Strzok was 55 yeah, years yeah. old when he did yeah. that. Yeah, Don this is the a thing
0: where, out. like, people age so much differently now than <laughs> yeah, they did 40 yeah. years ago because yeah. you're right. Don Strzok looked like an old man when he – at least that's how I remember it. That's how I remember him as yeah. well. Oh, yeah
1: gray hair he was tan he was golfing yeah, like the day before he played <laughs> yeah. that game. well maybe he didn't throw a touchdown pass though so who knows he, but regardless flacco is flacco set two franchise records today which is absurd oldest quarterback in the franchise history to throw a touchdown and the first quarterback in the history of the cleveland browns to throw passes completions to more than nine
0: receivers
2: I yeah, couldn't he believe does that spread the ball around. Yeah, that's the yeah. difference
0: that I you know, like It's I nice to see Elijah that. Moore come back to life. Yeah. Like so when today, yeah. All that that was... Bernie
2: Kozar's
1: career with Mac and Biner in the backfield and two tight ends and all these wide receivers, he never threw passes to nine different wide receivers. I couldn't believe it. I don't know if there were nine skill guys
2: on the oh, roster. I, yeah. I guess. Oh
0: David Bell got into the action. Bell Tillman, everybody, everybody. Everybody caught a pass. Every, every, like, yeah, everybody yeah. caught every, a pass. Every, Boy, I can't find any good images on Google of Don, Don Strock when he played for the Browns. Can you find the song?
2: Yeah, anybody remember that song
0: that when he was, won that game was Strock around the clock, Rock around. The clock. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I had the Bernie Bernie cassette, and no, then the, Don, oh was, yeah. Don I think I don't think I got the cassette. I think I. Uh, I think I taped Bernie Bernie off the radio. Yes. Yeah. I'm just
1: gonna
0: say I have the players. uh oh, I
1: it. have the masters, the gridiron D V D. And I believe as a bonus on that D V D you get all the the Bernie Bernie and the Browns gotta go to the Super Bowl kind of song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How about
2: the weird fucking that's bowl weird. game the Buckeyes have to play now. Like, who cares? No. What, even what is that? I didn't even look. So, playing Missouri. Do like they, the, they choose that already? For real? Yeah. Yeah. Missouri? All that stuff. Yeah. That's, and they could
1: have lined Georgia and Ohio I thought State for sure it was going to be Georgia. They, they I thought went for with
2: Missouri?
0: Missouri, it would be Georgia. I yeah. Can't believe that. Who's, who's trying to make like, less I money? Ohio's, than, the I thought Ohio State for sure would be in, in one of the big bowl it's games that wasn't the playoff.
2: It's a New Year's Day bowl. But uh, no, it's not. It's not bowl, even no. New Year's. No, let me because yeah, they started really? doing it. Those started coming out like right after the um, once Georgia fell out. Games. I thought for like, sure, like c- line
1: the Buckeyes up with yeah with Georgia Florida State or Georgia or whoever you know. So, and make
2: it, a, make it a great yeah game. or Oregon January or, 1st, or yeah. Other than like the you know like the big games on January first, the 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 semifinals. The other game is Oregon Liberty, eight verse twenty three. Oh. So they cuz Liberty's undefeated. So
1: they yep. they yep. they're giving Liberty their chance is what they're doing. They're yeah. giving them a shot. Florida
2: State Georgia. That will not be entertaining at all.
1: No, man. Like no. it should be Ohio State Georgia yeah. or even Ohio State Florida State would be cool, Would right? be great. Yeah. Defense, Ohio,
2: you yeah. yeah, Ohio State plays in the Cotton
0: Bowl on December 29th. Ohio State versus Missouri 7 versus 9. Uh the th- December 29th. What is it? Is that That's like a Thursday? Uh, is that a Thursday night? Cuz I think the new year's eve is the monday right yeah yeah yep or sunday yeah sunday the only new year's eve is sunday
2: the only other game before higher ranked teams is the 30th if penn state plays old miss 10 verse
1: 11 i believe they gave the buckeyes missouri
2: right
0: yeah what's missouri ranked
1: uh ninth so oh well
0: Like Thanksgiving Day is usually like a ten bottle wow. day. Wow. It's like we, it's it's the cheapest stuff you can find. It's cooks. Yeah. It used to be cheap. It used to only be like three ninety nine a bottle. Now it's like six bucks a bottle. It's bullshit. You know, we usually do we dinner early, so we're like a one o'clock dinner for Thanksgiving. And so as soon as people start cooking, we start opening bottles, and it's just you kind of just sip champagne like all day long, man. It's a good time. I like rappers. <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's not cristal move or something like that it's cooks it's luddington you're all right yeah 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 we are the best rappers in Lud- <laughs> quite sure of it oh look at this we did you it. dragged me out yes to midnight sir again. we did it just like old times. well done like time. uh, well done good show fellas yeah. um yeah brothers well, we'll have fun with the drinks, I think, and the, and the movies will be a good time, too. So. All right. All right, brothers. All right, boys. I night. love you guys. All right, love boys. you, too, man. Love you guys. Have a great night. I'll right, we'll see
2: you. What do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown here to amuse
1: you.